smoke a fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in Weird AF News. Oh, yeah. Look out for the T-Rex races. And a woman uses a snake to carjack a car in South Carolina. And a Norway island wants to be the world's first time-free zone. These are the weird stories for today, which is Wednesday. This is Jonesy. And this is Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I appreciate your presence. Let's get into some weird stuff. At the T-Rex races, it's on your mark, get set. Ooh, racing dinosaurs. It's as though they've been reading my diary. I've been dreaming about such things. The article begins by saying, At first glance, the starting gate at Emerald Downs Racetrack looks relatively normal. But then the gates open and the race begins, and instead of thoroughbreds, a ma- What? What is that, a tank driving over my face? Unbelievable. Where was I? Oh, yes. Instead of thoroughbreds, a mass of people burst forth, running as fast as they can while wearing oversized T-Rex costumes. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> the T-Rexes stand at the ready... And T-Rex is away, the track announcer Tom Harris yells, as prehistoric and hilarious chaos breaks out on the track. At the wire, a T-Rex named Regular Unleaded took the victory, holding off Rex's girlfriend by a tail. Oh my god, they have even funny, like, names for these things. Rex's girlfriend? Oh, I want to get wasted and run in this race so bad. I'll come up with a good, with a good name. I'll call myself T-Bag Rex. <laughs> That's awful. The sight of fierce-looking dinosaurs bobbing down a groomed dirt racetrack has quickly become a fan favorite at Emerald Downs, which is owned and operated by the Muckleshoot Tribe in Auburn, Washington. Muckleshoot Tribe? Is that a Native American tribe, I wonder? What a fantastic sense of humor they have. First of all, the name of their tribe is hilarious, Muckleshoot. And to top it off, they they host a T-Rex race. I mean, this is outstanding. Here's a quote from Cody Bennett, the sales manager at a pest control company, which holds the race. What? The crowd response is the best part of this event, says Cody. The kids love us, and we enjoy taking pictures with them before and after the race. It's always enjoyable to hear the adults making bets with each other on which T-Rex will win. Saturday's race marked the third year in a row that T-Rexes have sprinted at Emerald Downs. After a video of last year's event drew the attention of ESPN and lured more than one million viewers online, officials decided to make the race more formal using the track's starting gate to ensure a fair and equal start. The new sense of propriety was short-lived. After the gates sprang open, two dozen theropods sped across the track in a flopping frenzy, their bodies whipping back and forth as the crowd hollered, whipping back and forth their their limp T-Rex arms. Look how they run with their heads held high, the track's broadcaster Joe Whitney recently said as he previewed the T-Rex race. He says, that's the style of T-Rexes, I guess, heads high. Saturday brought a full field, like few others. To accommodate all the T-Rexes running, the racers were double-stacked into the gate's 12 stalls. Despite the crowded conditions, a video of the race shows only one T-Rex hitting the dirt after struggling to keep up with its Cretacean competitors. There is no prize for the race winner, just bragging rights. And without going into detail, the race organizer promised that next year's T-Rex race would be even better and bigger. 
They will find a way to kick it up a notch, he says. Emerald Downs holds other promotional races, including some that feature dogs. But if you're picturing sleek greyhounds, that's a little off. Instead, think dachshunds and similar breeds. For last weekend's Wiener Dog Sunday. <laughs> they do Wiener Dog races. T-Rex races. This is a racetrack I, I'm all about here. This is great. I normally don't go to racetracks to watch uh, horse racing or dog racing or anything, anything of the like. But I would totally be down to watch a T-Rex race. And not only that, I would be totally down into participating. Perhaps, maybe for next season, we could get Jonesy up there. Washington's only a few states away, right? I can get up there and participate in the T-Rex race. And then we'll hold a contest to see, you know, we, who can give me the best nickname while I'm dressed as a T-Rex. My T-Rex name, whatever they call that. My racing name. We could totally do that. I love stuff like this, weird shit like this. It just makes the world go round, doesn't it? And when you're lucky enough, you're fortunate enough to live in a place where this kind of shit goes down, isn't it great to just go there and support? I wish this was happening near me. You know what is happening near me, though, and I read about this. There's a, um, there's a Harry Potter pop-up coffee shop in downtown L.A. I'm going to visit that and probably do a, a weird video about it for the Patreon. But yeah, it's like I really appreciate people that think out of the box and they, you know, and they might even take something that's a tradition, which is, you know, horse racing and just do a little enough of a twist on it that it's super weird. Yet it's not crazy alien, but I'm OK with that as well. Anybody up there going to run in this T-Rex race? I would love to see video and photos of you in your suit there. Reach out to Weird AF News, baby. Funnyjones at gmail.com. A woman hurls a snake at the driver of a vehicle she was trying to carjack, and everything's caught on camera in South Carolina. Ooh, crazy. A woman in the U.S. has been charged with carjacking and property damage after she allegedly stole a vehicle by throwing a live snake at the driver. After commandeering the vehicle, she crashed through barricades <laughs> set up for a pole vaulting ex exhibition. Hey, you know, you know, those pole vaulting exhibitions that are all over town. She just drove right through that shit. Didn't care. Amazing choice of a carjacking weapon. A snake. Who'd have thunk? Typically, people use a gun. You know, it's the most effective weapon of choice when it comes to carjacking. You know, you point it at somebody out of the vehicle. What did she grab the snake by the head, point it at the driver? You out of the vehicle or I'm sicking my snake on your face. She's like, I don't believe that's a real snake. Ah, it's thrown in the vehicle. Unbelievable. I mean, if you do throw a snake in a vehicle, chances are the driver's going to stop the car, get the hell out, and then you can get in. Especially when the snake isn't poisonous at the end of the day, which it wasn't. But the brilliant carjacker using the snake knew that. But how was the driver to know? You see a big snake, you just assume it's going to kill you. You get out of the vehicle. It was probably this woman's pet snake. Pet snake is like, wee, let's go for a ride in a car that isn't ours. I'm trying to think of some of the strangest weapons you could carjack somebody with. I mean, what a, a super soaker filled with hot urine, maybe? <laughs> That's terrible. What a, what a weird choice that is, Jonesy. What about a bag of anthrax? You just hold it up, you shake it. You get out of that car, or I'm going to blow anthrax, anthrax dust into your ventilators. <laughs> That's a terrible idea as well. How about you leave the vehicle or we will say me? <laughs> That's an inside joke. Hope you enjoyed that. 
Jonesy, what is the name of this crazy bitch who used the snake to carjack a vehicle? This reptilian genius. Well, her name is Hilmary Moreno Berrio. She's age 29. There's a photo of her, and she's quite cute. I would allow her to carjack my vehicle anytime. She wouldn't even have to get her snake involved. Just take it, baby. Just take it. Do, do, do you want to, want to exchange numbers before you drive off? Moreno Berrios is accused of demanding the woman at the wheel of the SUV hand over her keys before launching the black reptile at her when she refused to comply. I love how they describe these things. She launched the black reptile like she shot it out of a cannon. Such descriptive words, always. You hand over your keys or I will blast this snake at you. I will shoot it out of my rectum towards your face. She allegedly took control of the vehicle in South Carolina with the non-poisonous critter still inside. While driving, she smashed into barriers that were set up for the third annual Liberty Bridge jump-off. <laughs> oh, the pole, vault, pole vaulting exhibition that was set up. She drove right through it. There's a bunch of sad pole vaulting fans. Oh, she ruined our, our day. We, we got down there early, got a good seat. Right next to the poles. We just wanted to spend a lovely afternoon enjoying some semi-professional pole vaulting. But this woman, this reptilian carjacker, had to spoil our scene. Who the hell is watching pole vaulting? Who's doing it? Unbelievable. I'd rather watch a woman carjack with a snake all day. I would, that's, now that's a feat. That should be an Olympic event. Carjacking with reptiles. <laughs> you blindfold all the contestants. They have to reach into a tank and pull out the reptile. They have no idea what they're getting. They could get a snake, which is a potent carjacking, very effective carjacking reptile to have at your disposal. But then again, they might grab a very small frog and then, oh, damn it. No one's getting out of the car with that. You get out of this car, ribbit. <laughs> what are you going to do? Attack, attack me with the frog? Now I'm just going to roll up my window. By the way, when she carjacked the... Why didn't the lady just roll up the window? Like, how do you get a snake? See, a gun can shoot through a window, so it's very effective. If someone even rolls up the window, they can't, you know... What are you going to do? You can shoot through it. But the snake... How are you going to get the snake through the window? It's like, give me your car. I have a snake here. I will put it on you. Oh, you will? What are you going to (laughs) do? It's like... I don't know. I'd love to know more information about that. The footage that they released show uh, the vehicle like plowing through the barriers that were set up for the pole vaulting event. She caused an estimated estimated $18,000 worth of pole vaulting equipment damage. <laughs> Officers want you to know that the snake survived the ordeal and was released into the nearby woods and that nobody at the pole vaulting was injured. <laughs> Moreno Barrios is in custody. Here are some of the charges she faces. Let's see if it has anything to do with destruction of pole vaulting property. Because, you know, these, these laws, like, you know, what, what they book you for is just crazy shit. It's a malicious damage to property. Traffic violations. Hit and run. Failure to stop. At, failure to stop for blue lights. That must be police. Resisting arrest. Driving on a closed street and reckless driving. Also endangering the, uh, the mental welfare of a reptile. And running over the leg of a pole vaulter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's stupid. Jonesy, you're stupid. Yeah, I know. I'm stupid. That's why you're here. 
Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. Norway Island wants to be the world's first time-free zone. Don't you wish those long summer days could last forever? Cue the music! An island in northern Norway is campaigning to do just that. Summer long days lasting forever. On the island in West Tromso, north of the Arctic Circle, the sun doesn't set from May 18th right through to July 26th. That is a full 69 days of daylight. That's fascinating. I've heard about such places, but I've never been. That would be awesome. I mean, I could play softball from, I mean, all day and all night. I mean, day drinking that never ends. I wonder if this messes up your, your internal biological clock, though. Like, your your body knows, like, we've evolved to sort of operate by the moon and the sun's cycles. And so when you remove one of those aspects of the cycle, in this case, the moon... I assume there's no moon. It's always sun. I wonder if it messes up your uh, your inner biological clock or something. I'm just trying to go deep with the story here in, in my own mind. You know, I'm not really very smart, but I don't know. I sometimes, although I'm dumb, I like to imagine that I, I kind of know what I'm talking about. And I have questions for, uh, for biologists in times like this. Biologists? <laughs> The locals that live in this area, having endured the long polar night from November to January when the sun doesn't rise at all, make the most of these precious months with no regard to conventional timekeeping. There's constantly daylight and we act accordingly, says Islander Kajel Ove Havending. Oh, I can't even say that name. I'm not even going to try. Everybody up there putting V's after your H's? A J after a K? How do you pronounce your names up there, Norway? I don't get it. In the middle of the night, which city folk might call 2 a.m., you can spot children playing soccer, people painting their houses or mowing their lawns, and teenagers going for a swim. That's amazing. Well, now they want to make it official. Islanders gathered at a town hall meeting to sign a petition for a time-free zone. And on June 13th, Hovedding met with a Norwegian member of parliament to hand over the locals' signature and to discuss the practical and legal challenges of this initiative. Islanders hope to be free of traditional opening hours and to introduce introduce flexibility in school and working hours. Fishing and tourism are the main industries on this island with a population of little more than 300 people. Local fishermen and women often spend days on the ocean pursuing their catch with little regard to timetables. It's clear they mean business. When visitors cross the bridge to the island from the mainland, they aren't greeted with padlocks, symbolizing love locks, like on similar bridges worldwide. The bridge is covered with watches as people prepare for entry to the land that time forgot. Will the islanders succeed in their efforts? It's already paying off in a publicity boost, which could well be the primary aim of this campaign. The islanders and the Norwegian Tourism Board are no doubt counting on visitors drawn by the quirky appeal of a Nordic wonderland of endless summer. Yeah, I like that. The people of Summeray, Summeray, 
See, the name of the town is now at the end of the article. I don't know why it wasn't at the beginning. S-O-M-M-A-R-O-Y. Anybody know how to say this? Anybody in Norway? Anybody live up there? I want to come up there for the summer. <laughs> Can I please? I want to be swimming at 3 a.m. and the sun is out. That sounds lovely. They have five full weeks of daylight before a sunset pinks their sky once more. Time to put away those clocks. <laughs> Come on, can you imagine being on the beach? It's, you know, 4 a.m. This is outstanding. Playing paddle ball, drinking PBS. I don't know, what do you drink in Norway? They probably have really great quality beer in Norway, I imagine. What's the official drink of Norway? Jonesy, why don't you look that shit up? Okay, hold on. Well, apparently it's vodka. That was boring as hell. But I found something else. The other national drink is something called Ekevet. A-K-E-V-I-T-T. Ekevet. And it's potatoes and caraway seeds. <laughs> it's, it's a type of schnapps, apparently. It's misnamed the water of life. Norwegians gulp, gulp down beer as a chaser to this drink. This sounds lovely. I'd love to try this. In the middle of the sunshiny night. How about a Kickstarter campaign to bring Jonesy to Norway? I probably have, I probably have zero fans there, actually. This might be a bad idea. But hey, I could get into some shenanigans in a place where it's always daytime. I mean, at least for like a couple months anyways. Bring it. Thanks. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For listening to today's episode of Weird AF News, this is Jonesy. I hope you enjoyed the stories. I want to give a big thanks to Eric Friedlander, who's my new patron. That's right. Eric joined the Patreon. Eric Friedlander. Big time hugs for you, Eric Friedlander. I just really appreciate my patrons. We're doing good things. Because of my patrons, I'm recording on a new microphone. How do you like that? Yeah, that's right. See what your money does? It keeps me highly caffeinated and it, you know, hopefully it's making me sound a little bit better. It's not going to make me smarter, guys, unless I buy books with the money. <laughs> I can't. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to check out the Patreon, I uploaded a bonus episode yesterday. Me and Dave Neal, my comedian friend, uh, we did an hour and a half of a bonus episode, which is like, we were going off on the craziest tangents on there. I mean, it's... And the language is, it's like, you know, I try to keep my language under wraps for the sh actual podcast. But on the bonus episode, we, I mean, I go crazy. I go crazy. Uh, but you only get that on the Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash weird AF news. Support the Patreon. You can unlock, like right now, I think there's probably like 15 bonus episodes on there you can listen to. You can download my album for free. You can download the uh, Alligators Everywhere song. There's, all, there's videos on there. It's really great. You get access to so much extra stuff. So check it out. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Thank you to my callers. Uh, Jay from Sacramento, specifically. And uh, Michael from Iowa City. A couple of my favorite peeps. OG. They're, they're real OG fans of the show. <clears throat> uh, 
If you want to call in, it's pretty easy. 646-450-2012. Anytime the line is available, leave a message. I'll publish your call. Try not to drop too many F-bombs. That's all I asked. Uh, lastly, follow me on Instagram, at Funny Jones, on Twitter, at Funny Jones, and on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Please stay in touch with me. Hope you have a great day. Much love. Yay! Hey, Jonesy? This here's Billy Ray Bentoncourt from Discount Tornado Chasers Unlimited. What makes DTC Unlimited different from other fly-by-night storm-chasing outfits, you say? Well, we're the only BMX bicycle tornado-chasing outfit in the lower 48. And for $19.95 and the cost of the rental of a Huffy Pro Thunder BMX, you can strap on some hammer pants, a big old windbreaker, and get out there on the open plains. God willing, you can pop a wheelie straight into the sky and fly like an eagle. At this point, you're on your own. This is the first-come, first-served, cash-only outfit. And thank you for your support. Go Tornadoes! Jonesy, this is Jay from Sacramento calling, <laughs> commenting on the storm chasing story. Man, I cannot believe this one. Just like you're saying, why would somebody pay almost four grand to potentially die in a tornado? I bet you you can ask all kinds of people that live in Tornado Alley. And they'll say, um, you know, to die or to potentially die. And here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, Jonesy. And, and this is what I don't understand. Okay, you got these storm tours. Yeah. And they say, oh, yeah, we could take you to the storm and you got to pay this and this, that, and the other. So um, they don't own the storm. They don't have a monopoly on the storm, as obviously they say some people don't know. So here's what you do. You find out where they're at, where they're located, just by, you know, going to their website and seeing, you know, where you're supposed to meet up for the little tour. Maybe find out where to mark, maybe what word of mouth, find out on Facebook, whatever the case may be. So all you do is you go there, you don't pay them a damn dime, and you follow them. What are they going to do? You can't follow me? <laughs> Stop me. This is a free world, lady, man, whatever you are, poor guy. <laughs> I can drive wherever I feel like driving. You can't tell me I can't drive here. This is a free country. So um, stop me from following your big-ass group without paying you a damn dollar and seeing the same damn thing that you're going to see without paying you a cent. That's how I would tell me. All right, Jonesy, I'm out. Hey, Jonesy, this is Michael calling from Iowa City. And on the story about putting traffic signals on the pavement, for uh, idiot people that can't look up from their phones because they're too busy looking down into their devices, I think you're probably 100% on your opinion on this one, that uh, it's not something that we should be bothering putting our uh, resources into. Um, as I've told you in the past, I'm vision impaired, I'm legally blind, and I think that uh, people that are doing this, looking down, they're probably just going to be seeing their phone and not seeing the, the background anyway. They're probably not going to notice the signal on the ground. And what do you do in the wintertime if you've got weather, you've got snow on the ground or something? I, I don't know. As I said, I'm uh, vision impaired, and if I miss the bus on my side of the street, uh, it comes around 10 minutes later to the other side, and I can catch it on the other side of the road. The bus only comes once an hour, but I have to cross a six-lane highway to get to that bus. And 
there's no traffic signal, and I'm having a tough enough time getting my city to put in a traffic signal for me to cross the road. And we have some here in town that have a, a talking voice that can tell you when to cross. It says, you know, cross now, cross now, cross now. And um, I've been trying for two years to get them to put in a uh, traffic crosswalk uh, for me to be able to cross the six-lane highway. And I'm within city limits. It's not like I'm out on the highway. I'm using the city bus. And, uh, it, you know, I haven't gotten one, been able to get one put in, let alone the, the talking one that would be best for me. So to, to put resources into this, it's just kind of nuts. And, you know, it would be tragic to have a family member get hit by a car, but you start to wonder about maybe the people that do get hit one by one is this natural selection because they're too much of an idiot. You know, the other problem is people stopping short in their cars to avoid hitting someone. They're getting rear-ended by someone else, and then you've got the cars that are having to pay for the accident. No way is the pedestrian going to get involved in, in being charged. And uh, that's that's where you come into another issue with that. So it's just a real tough one, a real problem, and uh, I don't think that uh, it's going to be a real good solution. So uh, as you say, this is a, a real problem, but your your problem is you've got too much common sense, and maybe the other issue is you're uh, hitting middle age and you're starting to have that point where you're, um, I don't want to say getting old, but you're just getting to the point where you're starting to think too much uh, 